Welcome to today's podcast, where I will be talking about environmental problems with an ethnic studies lens. I'm going to be focusing on two organizations that are working to eradicate two different environmental issues. The first organization is Team Seas, and the second organization is the Environmental Council of Sacramento, otherwise called ECOS. So, what are they aiming to fix? Team Seas wants to is trying to remove 30,000 pounds of marine debris from the ocean by the end of 2021, and ECOS is trying to achieve regional and community sustainability and a healthy environment for existing and future residents. Who are they aiming to help? Team Seas is trying to help anybody needing dire help with the quality of water in their area. However, since they are cleaning the ocean, they are helping everybody on the planet. ECOS is trying to help the Sacramento region, and they are striving to develop thriving communities. What have they done and continue to do? So far, Team Seas has removed over 18,000 pounds of garbage from the ocean as of today. While ECOS has done a lot over its years, since it has been around for much longer. In the 70s, it improved air quality by challenging the open burning of waste from our region's rice fields. In the 80s, ECOS fought for protection for Bushy Lake at Cal Expo, the founding of an independent Sacramento Metropolitan Air District. In the 90s, it established the Stone Lakes National Wildlife Refuge. And in the 2000s, using advocacy and litigization to ensure protections for threatened species, farmland, watersheds, and neighborhoods facing environmental degradation. Now, how could a listener get involved with each organization? For Team C's, you can go to their their website and donate to the cause. Just $1 is one less pound of trash in the ocean. For ECOS, your options include becoming a member, donating, and volunteering. How about we take a look at the history of these two organizations? So, what are some major events? Team Seas has been doing the same thing for about two months now, and that's all it's done. So, you know, 18,000 pounds of garbage gone from the ocean. However, for Ecos, Ecos has been along for longer, so it has a lot more things. For example, uh, Ecos developed the 50-year transportation vision. They supported uh, the vision for the new Heartland Conservation Project. And they also created the Ecos Volunteer Action Corps to build a regular public presence at community events around the region. So, who are the leaders of these two organizations? For Team C's, there's Mark Rober and Mr. Beast. For ECOS, current current leader is Ralph Proper. So, what other organizations have worked with these with, with these ones in the past or currently? Team C's has been working with the Ocean Conservancy to help with their 
mission of cleaning the ocean. And ECOS has associations with the Friends of Stone Lakes National Wildlife Refuge and the Sacramento Electric Vehicle Association. What are their objectives? As I said, Team Seas has only existed for about less than two months or so, and their job has not changed in that time. Their ECOS has always been about improving the quality of the environment, focusing mainly on air quality and habitat for animals. So, what are some methods to raise awareness and support? So, Team Seas has been uploading promotional videos, and they have been collabing with many different YouTubers all over the world to spread the message. Ecos, on the other hand, has radio shows, Zoom calls, emails, a Twitter, and they're a big part of Sacramento Earth Day. What other groups outside of the movement supported this movement? So, Team Seas is a worldwide event where anyone can help and participate. Ecos is unknown. What inspired these two organizations to do what they do and become what they are today? Uh, Team Seas started out originally as Team Trees, where in 2019 they raised $20 million to counter deforestation, where every dollar donated was a new tree to be planted. And now they're doing it again, except the goal is $30 million, and for every dollar, it's a pound of garbage gone from the seas. Meanwhile, Ecos was created when people wanted a place to share their ideas about what to do with environmental problems. It began with combining members from other places, such as the Sacramento Immigrant Trails, Tuberculosis and Health Association, the Sierra Club, the Ecology Information Center, the American Association of University Women, the League of Women Voters, the Audubon Society, and also the Medical Society. Now let's talk about the four eyes of oppression and how they relate to these environmental problems. The first one we will be talking about is ideological oppression, which is any oppressive system that has at its core the idea that one group is somehow better than another, and in some measure has the right to control the other group. For example, certain big companies will empty toxic waste into the environment because they think that since no humans live there, they can do whatever they want. The second piece of oppression that we'll be talking about is institutional oppression, which is when a policy unintentionally reinforces and creates new inequalities between privileged and non-privileged groups. It is considered then it is considered in institutional oppression. For example, when construction takes place over an animal's habitat, and that forces them to relocate. The third oppression is interpersonal. Interpersonal racism is what, generally you would see, white people do to people of color up close, with racist jokes, stereotypes, beatings, harassments, and threats. These, this occurs when indigenous people are compared to animals or called savages and other things just for the way they act and for, and for where they live. The fourth eye of oppression is internalized oppression, which is when the ideas about a group being inferior are believed by the oppressed group through a constant barrage of verbal assault. This can happen when environmentalists think that all their efforts will be hopeless, or native groups see themselves as uncivilized. Connections 
to race and ethnicity. So, the main groups affected by problems like pollution and housing issues are indigenous and native people who either live in third world areas or are neglected the benefits the benefits that most communities have. Here's some general knowledge that you should know in case you were to get more active in participating in solving all the environment all the environmental problems that we have today. Such as how do people who do not experience these issues get involved? Well, you can always take some time and do some research about the cause, or you can donate. Donating is always very helpful. Now, what are some do's and don'ts of, of assisting people who may be experiencing the consequences of these issues? You should do try to understand and maybe help clean up some stuff. But don't assume that people did this to themselves and were ignorant or be rude and add to the pile. Some people don't have any other options. Also, what are some things to celebrate about people experiencing these oppressions? For example, their strength, resistance, growth, inspiration, transformation, or empowerment. Well, the people who are affected the most are generally in third world countries where adequate Adequate trash removal and environmental protection are not available. However, despite this, they do try to keep their environment clean, and, we, and when they can't, they wish they could. And if there is any and anything else that you think you should know, I'm going to tell you this right now. What are you waiting for? Have you donated yet? Now's the time to. Come on now. You have to donate. Especially to Team C's, who, who is running out of time. They're only going to be around until about January 1st, and then, the, and then they're going to be gone. <laughs>